Hey now, and welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. It's November. Can y'all believe it? Like, we are literally in the last, in one of two of the last months of the year. Did I say that right? Anyway, (laughs) Thanksgiving is in a couple weeks. I'm excited about Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. And then it's Christmas. Like, can y'all believe it? Like this year, we are almost a year into this podcast. I'm excited. As the end of the year approaches, you know, this is the time of the year when I become like super reflective. You know, and I start to prepare like stuff for my vision board. I start to create my goals and objectives for the next year. And I start to come up with like my word of the year. And so in 2023, my word was increase, representing growth in all aspects of my life. You know, I started the podcast. I started a branch of, I guess, the podcast, The Passionate Stewardship. I started a branch of that, which was The Passionate Stewardship Box and a line of self-care products. So the word for 2023 was increase. And I wanted to increase everything about myself for 2023. So that was increase my love for my husband and my family and friends and increase my patience for things, increase my knowledge and my personal development and my capacity for empathy and compassion towards the world and my community. So my word for 2023 was increase. You know, as I'm now reflecting on the past year, and I prepare for 2024, the word that is really that like that has resonated with me the most because although so many great things came out of 2023 in my professional life and in the organization where I am it was a it was a it was a we had some difficult moments throughout the year and so the word that is resonating with me I'm not sure this is going to be my word for 2024 but it might be a word that's on my vision board But the word that's resonating with me is resilience. And although, okay, I know you might be, oh, here she go. But come on, walk with me. Grab my hand. Come on, walk with me. So I think although we can wear out the word resilience sometimes, it accurately describes my journey as a human service professional and as an executive director this year. You know, I became an executive director at the agency where I'm at in 2021 after my predecessor, after she retired. She had been there 10 years. I was initially hired as the associate executive director. Did not think she was going to retire that soon. As soon as I got to North Carolina, came into North Carolina December 2019. A couple months later, we, we know what happened. Good old pandemic. So I did not know that, uh, uh, you know, two years later that I would be the executive director of this organization. It has not been easy. And so, but I've pushed through because I'm from D.C., baby. That's what we do. <laughs> but I, I think resilience 
I don't know if that's going to be my word yet. I'll let y'all know. So resilience refers to an individual's capability to adapt, recover, and even bounce back from difficult situations, stressors, or challenges. You know, it involves the ability to withstand and cope with life's setbacks, stressors, and even crises and emerge stronger and more capable. The more and more I say that, the more and more I think that that's going to be my 2024 word. Okay. You know, resilience is not in, it's not something that you were born with, but it is something that is developed and strengthened over time. And you might disagree and that's okay, but that's what I believe. And I believe that if you are a human service professional, working in a nonprofit organization in this here economy, working with, regardless of what population you work with, you are going to experience stressors. You are going to experience challenges. You are in your own life. You are going to experience setbacks and stressors and crises, but you gotta keep going, sis. You got to keep going, bruh. You got to keep going for you first. And if you love this work, like you say you love this work, you will first take care of you. Ensuring that you are, are fully whole so you can then show up for your clients. But as executive directors, we also have to give the space for our staff and for our clients to be that, you know, people who are resilient and our clients, think about it. Human service professionals and social workers that are hearing me, think about it. Our clients are some of the most resilient individuals you know. But think about yourselves. Think about all of the setbacks that you work with your clients through. Think about the number of doors that close in your clients' faces on a day-to-day basis. You walk with those clients through each of those setbacks. You adapt with those clients. You know, resilient individuals are adaptable and receptive to new ideas. And it just makes it easier to adjust and to change in situations. So you are a human service professional. You have to adapt. So you are supporting your clients to adapt. Okay, McDonald's told you no. Let's put in a job application someplace else. My grandmama always said when one door closes, there will be another one to open. She said there ain't only one door in the world. (laughs) I love you, grandma. A positive outlook, you know, to be resilient when facing adversity. And sometimes this is easier said than done. Trust me, I know. But when facing adversity, resilience is often maintained by maintaining a hopeful perspective, which can help individuals identify opportunities, even in challenging situations. So be your client's cheerleader. It's okay to be your client's cheerleader, but guess what? Be your cheerleader too. 
Because what I don't want us to do as human service professionals today and going into 2024 is not being our own cheerleaders. So we got to cheer us on first. Next is emotional regulation. Resilient individuals can effectively manage their emotions, enabling them to handle stress and anxiety skillfully. Now, this might be a bit difficult depending on what population you are working with, but let's think about us as human service professionals and as social workers. We listen. My therapist gets a good copay, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I need that outlet because of the type of work that I do. And I want to show up to be my best self for myself first and then for those around me. So as a professional, you should be seeking support. And it's fine to seek support from colleagues and from your supervisor But you also want to seek support from someone who's not so close to you, like a colleague, because there's also that social support. And that's one of our domains of radical self-care, that social radical self-care. You need to have just the kickback. The kickback with friends and family and community You need that in your life. That feeds and enhances resilience. So last weekend, I went home to D.C. to spend some good, good, good quality time with my people. And, oh, it was so good. It was so good. That it fed my my soul, I mean, to the depths of my soul. And I had dinner with three girlfriends, having a conversation with one of two of those girlfriends. We were all sitting around and having dinner. And I was just lamenting on some of my struggles right now, professionally. And one of my girlfriends, she just began to pour in to me. And it's almost like, it, I almost felt like, girl, did you forget who you were? So you need that social support. Having people, you need those good people around. If you don't have good people around you to pour into you, whether they be family, friends, your blood community or chosen community, that's not good. Have people to pour into you. I needed that pouring. I needed that pouring. I needed her. And she doesn't even know how much I needed that. There's no such thing as my cup runneth over. I needed that pouring. That enhances resilience. Next is problem-solving skills. Assessing problems 
developing effective strategies, and taking action builds resilience. As human service professionals and social workers, these are all the things that we can do with our clients. But first, we got to do them with ourselves. We have to do them with ourselves first. Because when we, when we master them with ourselves or when we are constantly practicing them with ourselves, we know how to effectively do it with our clients. Self-confidence and self-esteem. A healthy sense of self-worth can lead to resilience. Sis, bruh, a healthy sense of self-worth can lead to resilience. This can be done by providing a foundation for facing challenges and believing in one's own ability to overcome them. Although I feel like 2023 has been a dumpster fire rolling down the street with boiling shit in it at points this year. I never thought that I wasn't going to overcome them. Never, ever, ever did I think that I wasn't going to overcome them. Did they overwhelm me in the moment? Absolutely. I am human. Did they make me step back and say, what the what? Absolutely, I am human. But I never, ever, ever, never did I think that I was not going to overcome them. Because what I know about human services work, what I know about nonprofit work is that this shit is hard. I need to stop cussing. Sorry, y'all. This (laughs) stuff is hard. It's hard. But I am reminded that nothing worth having, nothing worth doing, it's going to be easy. I think I said it last week when uh, my colleagues were on the episode is that in all of the ugliness, there is that positivity and that's what makes it all worth it. Coping mechanisms. Individuals with resilience possess various coping mechanisms, such as healthy stress management and problem-solving skills. I have learned to manage my stress so much more healthy than before. That's because I intentionally incorporate radical self-care into my daily life. So yes, do I have a line of radical self-care products? Yes, but to practice radical self-care does not have to cost you a dime. Sitting in complete silence, grounding yourself exactly where you are, tuning out in anything and everything and grounding yourself in that moment is an act of radical self-care. Setting boundaries with work, with family, with friends is an act of radical self-care. Getting the proper rest. I'm talking about that good, good rest is an act of radical self-care. Those Things don't cost anything. 
And they're also healthy stress management coping mechanisms. Y'all, I really think resilience is going to be my word for 2024. I'm still going to ponder over it, but it has me excited. Can you tell? <laughs> but I'm, I'm still thinking on it. But I think, I think that, I think it's it. I think it's it. As human service professionals, we see so much. We experience so much. And sometimes most of it is not even ours. We learn to adapt. We learn to adapt. We have to learn how to recover in a healthy way. And we have to learn how to bounce back from those difficult situations and those stressors and challenges that will try to take us out of our square, whether they be at work or whether they be in our personal lives. It is so crucial to understand that resilience, it's not a fixed trait. And people can work on improving it through various methods. So even though I'm excited about it, I know it's something that I'm going to have to work on, work towards every single day because I can't afford and don't want to be in a space where I am not in my resilience zone. I don't want to be dysregulated. Creating a support system, practicing stress relief techniques, seeking professional help when needed or required, it's okay to see a therapist or even a coach and learning from past experiences. Don't be insane about it. Learn from the past experience. Developing resilience is essential because it enables individuals to cope better with the highs and the lows of life and recover from setbacks with greater strength and adaptability. Oh, I'm excited about this resilience. I think we're going to talk about resilience this month. How y'all feel about that? So if you have any good feedback for me, Y'all know where y'all can find me at. You can find me over on Instagram because that's my jam. So as always, radical self-care is health care and kindness is free. So do me a couple favors. Do something good for yourself today. Not a couple, several. Do something good for yourself today. Practice radical self-care. Not just any old self-care. Radical self-care. And be kind to someone today. I love you so much for listening. Until next week, bye. Thank you.